Well, welcome everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Gateway Leadership Podcast. Our heart in this is uh, to help you lead in every area of life. I'm David Canastracy, and I'm in the studio, if I could call it that, <laughs> with two. <laughs> with two yeah, you should see the setup we have here. It's uh, it's unique. When your podcast budget is zero, <laughs> then you put stacked chairs around yes. around you for uh, <laughs> for sound baffling. So we're making it happen, uh, oh my uh, and we do it for you. That's right. We are doing this for you. Sacrifice. Our topic today. I'm with a couple of young leaders from our church. I say young. They're not like they just started leading their their mature men of God, but I'm going to introduce them to you. Our topic is lead like a lion, and I'll explain more about that in just a minute. First, I want to say hi to these two guys with me here in the quote-unquote studio <laughs> is uh, Pastor DeAndre Garand. Hey, hey. Hey, now. And Pastor Jordan Canastracy. Welcome, guys. What's excited up, guys? to Excited to have you here in the round... Uh, in the octagon. That's right. <laughs> it is. It totally is an That's octagon. Good. You guys have both been leading uh, for a while. This is a leadership podcast, and uh, I love the way you guys lead. Jordan, let's start with you. What do you do uh, right now for people that don't know you? Uh, tell us how you're leading and where you're leading. Yeah, so I have a couple roles at Gateway. My primary role is, along with my wife, we pastor the Young Adults Community. And uh, we just started that actually at the beginning of of uh, the pandemic, right? Right when right when the shutdown happened, that's when. Welcome to April your new 9th. assignment. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And then um, I'm also the reach director, which for anybody that's listening and isn't sure what reach means, that is the arm of our church that basically reaches out through digital media to people who are not yet at the church. So it's basically our, our outreach arm online. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, for that, you know, I run the social media, you know, I got the, the podcast here under reach, um, YouTube. I'm also a part of the production team for our Sunday production. And I work with D pretty closely and we have a lot of fun doing that. I'm yeah. also doing the preaching team and Couple other, couple other things. Whatever yeah. you ask me to do, really, <laughs> right? Which is probably what don't you do? Which is probably a lot. You're in your. Uh, are you in your twelfth year at Gateway, or what? What I'm, I'm guessing now. I, I was hired in December of '09. '09, so, so yeah, eleven. 11 years. Coming up on 12, 12, I appreciate you as a leader. And DeAndre has also been leading. Pastor DeAndre Garan's been leading for years and years, but is somewhat new to the full-time Gateway staff. I think we brought you on late last year when the pandemic struck to solve all of our (laughs) pandemic problems. Pastor DeAndre, tell us what, for the people that don't know you, what what are you doing for Gateway right now? Yeah, so for the past, uh, coming up on three years, I've been a part of the worship team with Pastor Nicole um, and been leading worship. So if you remember back, uh, you know, (laughs) big tall guy on stage next to all the the shorties. And I mean, with that the Hawaiian height. shirts and, <laughs> the, cool, and the trucker hats and, you know, you both guys, I got to I got to interrupt just for a second and tell you, 
you know I take heat from older people in the church right now. <laughs> they're like, they're wearing baseball hats That's on so Sunday funny. morning. Back in our day, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I say, you know, I just think we're just going to let this generation do what they're going to do, you know. Yeah. I got, after my first time preaching on Sunday, I had I got a handwritten letter. <laughs> handwritten. That's deep. Yeah. And it was talking about this this guy. He's a sweet guy. Uh, his journey from <laughs> being super distracted by my torn jeans while torn I was preaching <laughs> to, to fighting torn. to fighting because because the message was speaking to him. <laughs> so he had to. How can this be? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing God, and yet the guy's got torn jeans oh and DeAndre's trucker. Okay, keep going, man. Because <laughs> I know you don't just do worship. Yeah. Now we really pull on you for some other stuff. Too, yeah, and right? it's been great. Um, Worship kind of bleeds into, you know, all things production, those teams. And um, in July, uh, Pastor, you, you guys brought me on uh, to lead uh, the production team to really. Yes. We have a functioning media team, audio team, worship teams, a part of that, um, all the miscellaneous stuff. Um, but during COVID, we really sought to bring it all together mm-hmm. uh, and kind of like operate as one team and we just kind of call it the production team so i serve as the service producer uh my handsome counterpart uh pastor jordan (laughs) when i'm on stage leading worship he's handling uh calling the shots so uh we are like one is he like your he's like your mini me (laughs) (laughs) i like to think of us more as twins yeah well buddies you know we're getting a lot done this this year uh, 2020 last year and coming into this year, of course, for any leader has been a, a, a challenging time. And I, and, uh, I think a time where we've had to adapt how we lead and how we function, you know, the things, for example, Jordan, that you were hired to do, you can't do a number of right. them because you're busy doing other things and we're adapting. I mean, Jeremy Chase is here in the studio and, he does a lot of things, including the podcast. We're all just kind of shifting and moving mm-hmm. around to meet the need of the of the moment, which kind of brings us to the topic of lead like a lion. Now, when I say lead like a lion, does that does that scare you guys? Does that does that sound male toxic, uh, like toxic masculinity? Or that's so funny. I was having that exact thought this <laughs> yeah. morning, and I was thinking, yeah. just that thought is is gonna you know is going to make some people it's going to put some people off. Well, yeah, I'm sure, but any, you know, anything anything good that we talk about can get off balance, right? Right. Anything good that we talk about. You you always told me that your greatest strength can become your greatest weakness if it's not submitted to the Holy Spirit. Wow. So, yeah. so it, when you talk about this because because we know your heart and because the people listening know our our hearts as leaders and and we're going to unpack it too well and we're going to talk about the fact that jesus is a lion so let's Mm -hmm. let's throw that in there yeah right and what we're really saying on one level is lead like jesus yeah um so lead like a lion uh does that frighten you deandre it does yeah does does it scare your wife and it you would lead like a lion (laughs) it makes me think i was uh reading through this uh, a couple days ago and I was like, man, man, what am I going to say about that? Because initially, when you think about a lion, you think ferocious. Yeah. You think fierce. And as a leader, uh, that's the one thing that you want to temper. Right. Because anything right. at, in that position of, you know, governing a team or pushing the objective or getting the goal done when, you know, I'm a man, like, 
like was said in the Bible, like I'm a man under authority and I have authority. Right. And that's a tight place to be. And so like I take my cues from my leaders, which we have excellent leaders here who are super kind. I would never put the title lion. And I'm I'm curious to have you unpack this yeah. to really get that. Yeah. But um I think it's when I when I think of Jesus leading like Jesus, I think there's time to be a lamb and then there's time to be a lion. And then t- what I know about lions though is the pride trusts the lion Mm. so that bark doesn't scare them the bark or that roar scares the prey scares the objective right so the team should feel comfortable with that lion 100 percent. so Mm. actually we're going to unpack this i'm going to start today and then if you guys would come back in the next episode because i feel like there's enough here that we could talk and talk uh about this but let's get it absolutely let's get it to you know, what I actually mean by that. And let me just give you a little background. 2020 for everybody was just such a disaster. And part of what I see, you know, taking place in people's lives is just the muting of our mouth, the covering of our mouth. For whatever reasons, I'm sure they were all good, but the covering of our mouth, the basically chaining us into our homes, you know, here in California, stay-at-home orders were not measured in days they are now literally measured in months where wow. we were for months yeah. at a time, right? And then, you know, with closed churches, just all of that as a backdrop, could there be a part of us that became a little too tame during that time? Yeah. I think, you know, all for the right reasons. We had to surrender. We had to submit. We had to adjust uh, and do all that. But I think the thing that is hitting me is that I don't want— uh, this season that we've lived through to uh, to turn us from men into boys, right. to turn us from leaders into followers, yeah, or to turn us, if I could use this language, to turn us from lions into pussycats, yeah, mm-hmm. because their real leadership is strength. There's a strength to it, not a force. Not a shove, but leadership takes energy. It requires energy. And if you have a leader that doesn't have energy or is muting himself or is, you know, lowering the standard to fit the time, to me, that's just something I want to make sure that we're during this time, we're becoming more like Jesus. Yeah. And less like the world instead of more like the world. Absolutely. And less like Jesus. So this takes a little unpacking and this kind of all comes from the fifth chapter of Revelation where where we meet really the lion of the tribe of Judah where John is waiting for the culmination of history the scroll that uh, that God himself has in his hand and in that scroll is written everything that is about to come on the earth all the justice that is needed as the church was being persecuted and being, uh, stepped on Nero was was uh, literally dousing Christians in oil and mm. setting them on fire right. wow. to illuminate his gardens at night. This is a time you want to talk about injustice. I mean, this uh, the fear, the all that, and so John is looking at this scroll which has written on it what God is going to do to rescue the earth. Right, right. and scrolls had seals on them. And the seal, the breaking of the seal would enact the 
the contract. It would enact what was written in that contract. And John is in this unbelievable vision of heaven. He sees this scroll that is like the solution. What's God going to do? And no one is worthy to open the scroll. And John begins to weep because he says, man, we need God right now. We need his plan to unfold. And this is a high stakes game. And he buries his face and he begins to weep. And the angel comes and said, don't weep. Take another look. Because the lion of the tribe of Judah is worthy to open the scrolls. Mm. And this is where we are introduced to Jesus really as the lion. Now, if you go into Ezekiel, that wild creature in the in the book of Ezekiel, one of his faces was the face of a lion. of a lion, right? And then you go to uh, the book of Revelations, you'll see the face of a lion. If you look at the four gospels, one of the gospels, Matthew, is the lion gospel. It's it's real lion is a picture of of one part of leadership. Now, the mm. other face of leadership is eagle, the other face of leadership is man. The other face of leadership is ox, the servant. Hmm. Uh, and so it, it becomes a really interesting. But in this moment, Jesus appears or is described by the angel as the lion of the tribe of Judah, which is when it's time for judgment, when it's time for justice, when it's time to to wrap things up and make things happen the right way. You want that lion, right? So, right. And then he looks. It's hard for me not to tear up when I read the fifth chapter of Revelation because he looks for the lion, but he sees the lamb. And the lamb comes. And the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth, he's the sacrificial lamb. In his first coming, you see, Jesus came as a lamb. Hmm. He came as a lamb, and he paid the price as a lamb for our sins. He came to die on the cross. That was the sacrificial lamb component of Jesus's leadership. And I know you guys know this very well, and my listeners know this very well. Leaders are servants. Leaders sacrifice. Right. Leaders lay their lives down. <clears throat> and this is how, this is what Jesus did when he came uh, the first time. And then he ascended to heaven after he died on the cross and rose from the dead, and he ascended to heaven. And one day he is coming back. And this is who John saw. He will return not as a lamb. Hmm. He will return in these last days he will come as a lion, right? Mm-hmm. And so he will come in that other, in that second dimension of his leadership, that bold. So I started to think about this idea that lion and lamb, the trick is to find the balance there, right? right. Jesus is a lion and he is a lamb. And it seems to me that the trick in leadership is to know when to be the lion and when to be the lamb. If we go lion on our kids, right. or if we go lion on the good people that, that we are supposed to be serving and leading, right? Mm. Uh, that could be dangerous, yeah. right? Yeah. But if we go lion on the enemy, that's a good thing, right? If we go lion, if we go lion on mountains and circumstances and uh, giants, like David was a lion when it came to Goliath. He didn't lead like a lamb. He ran out to the giant, and he took care of business. Yeah. All I'm saying is that in this moment where you know we're talk, we're having conversations about 
strength and leadership and what does it mean to be a leader, let's just throw this into the mix, that there are times when when men and women, and believe me, the lioness is just as strong, if not stronger, right. than the lion. You know, so this isn't about this isn't about gender at all, but it's just that boldness, that courage. I think in our next uh, episode, we'll talk about some of the unique properties and characteristics of um, of actual lions, and maybe find some parallels for how that's gonna how that's gonna work. But let me give you a couple of lion verses that are pretty cool. Uh, Proverbs 28.1 says, A wicked person flees when no one is chasing mm-hmm. him, but the righteous or righteous people are as bold as lions. Awesome. <laughs> Do you guys think it needs to... It, it takes boldness to be a leader, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, especially in these times. And it feels like the world's trying to pull the boldness out of us. Yeah. Day by day. Yeah. I mean, I think probably... You could be a you could be a leader without boldness, but you're not going to take the people you're leading anywhere. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. There's another one, Proverbs thirty thirty. It talks about the lion king of the animals, who won't turn aside for anything. So, what is that saying to you guys? He won't turn aside. Does that mean he's stubborn or what? Maybe fearless, right? Maybe courageous. Right. I uh, hear that, and I think about s- someone who doesn't get distracted. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, you know they're staying on they're staying on their target, and they're they're on that road, and uh, they're not going to look to the right or to the left for anything. Yeah, that focus. So huge. Yeah. So I just want to throw that language in there. I know it could be possibly misunderstood as toxic masculinity. Right. Let me. Maybe it's good for us to say what we're not saying here. Right. You know, we're not saying that a leader should ever roar at his people, but a leader should should roar at his enemy. Right. Right. A leader should be confident. A leader should uh yeah, lions don't get nervous, I don't think. No. Yeah, another th- another thing I think we're not saying is we're not talking about dominance. No, right. 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 Yeah, we're not talking about shoving you know using our weight to to make other people feel less than or or intimidate people to to uh do do what we need them to do or get our way right it's like i love what you were talking about earlier when when you were saying that jesus first came as a lamb and when you were talking about that i just thought that's an interesting that's an interesting example for us as leaders that want to lead out of relationship mm-hmm. that, and I think we've, we've all seen examples of, of people that can come in and just be a little too strong handed, like up front, And, and it causes people, if you don't have a relationship with somebody and you just kind of lead from that, from that, um, title like place, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, well, I'm the leader. So here's what's going to happen as opposed to coming in and serving the people you're leading and and gaining their trust and mm. building a relationship with them and showing them like the lamb Jesus first came There's a sequence there isn't there Right Jesus yeah. came first as the lamb Yeah he could have come as as the conqueror 
He was and, entitled to, and that's, that's what a, yeah. and that's what the people around him even wanted. They that's were hoping, right. right? They were hoping that he was going to come as a mm -hmm. conqueror, mm -hmm. but he came to show light and love to the world, and he came to win a relationship back mm. before he <laughs> before he's going to come as a conqueror, right? But but I don't know. It just makes me think of it makes me think of how it's so important when you're leading a team or or leading a ministry or leading people, how you got to come in and build relationship first. Like the first thing you want to do when you when you get on a team that you're going to lead is you want to build relationship. I've been through a couple transitions here at the church where I take over, you know, uh, different teams and different different communities of people. And uh, yeah, the first thing I try to do is I try to come in and and say how can I serve the people that I'm supposed to be leading. And then you build that relationship with them and that causes them to want to be influenced by so you. So it's lamb before the lion. Right, it's right. It's foundational. Nurture yeah. first and then it earns, like like in baseball, sometimes there's coaches that start barking at kids. Like, stop right. dropping the ball, all this stuff. And <laughs> I'll go to them and everybody knows me. Like, I'm even keeled out there. It's like, you know, I'll get down to their ear. And I'll say, hey, you and I both know that you're dropping the ball, but I want you to shake it off and start doing what you know, what you learn in practice, <laughs> start good, going man. back down to the fundamentals. Well, people might not know that you coach baseball. Yeah, yeah. You coach like you coached my nephew. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yep. Liam. Yeah, those little guys, T-ball. Probably never do it again. What a great, <laughs> by the way, what a great training ground for leadership. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, because you could you could hurt a seven year old's yeah. feelings without even meaning to, right? Yeah, you can you can scar them for the whole season <laughs> and till college, <laughs> right. just in one season of t-ball. But my my major point is nurture first, and then it earns you the right to have a tone. Because here's the reality: right, we're not as leaders. We're never going to get away from having a heated tone sometimes we just have to measure that yeah what i like about when i see a good leader like we were um many of you know like we've been <clears throat> you know uh, building out our our technology here and there was a team that was here installing it and that day ten thousand things went wrong and the recording day went into overtime and the guy asked me he's like is your pastor always this cool I was like, as far as I know, yes. <laughs> I haven't seen level three, right. uh, but he kind of lives at level one. His level two is very kind, and you just get it. You know what I mean? But and, that, and that's an example. But Pastor David, who, am I, who I'm sitting here with and privileged to, uh, he he's earned that with me. Right. Right. He's earned that with me. Like he he is nurture, 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 nurture. Provide, provide, provide. What do you need? What do you need? And then if it's like. Hey D, that camera shot, or Hey D, that you know whatever <laughs> that doesn't throw me off. He's earned that, right? Right. So, and then it, it, and it encourages me to go after our objective, uh, which ultimately is to bring uh, package a a message and worship for our people. Right. That's our object, mm -hmm. and it ultimately is to defeat the enemy in people's lives. Yes. So my aggression as a lion is focused towards the devil. Right. It's not focused towards my people who who may hit a wrong note, who may sing flat, who who may miss the camera shot, who may not show up, right? That's right. not the object of my aggression. The object of my aggression is always 
the the enemy and that what we do here uh, as ministry uh, thwarts that it mm-hmm. puts that down mm-hmm. it elevates people brings them closer to Christ so I think knowing where to put that energy you talk about is is huge and and that's also I'm not perfect uh, and that's a constant reminder and conviction for me because anytime something gets frustrating whoever's next to you at the moment is is up first to take the brunt of that and so mm. we always have to watch that pastor you said something where um the 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 pack they trust the daddy lion they trust the big guy right and uh many of you may know this or not know this but uh the females in the pride actually lead the hunt and right. they train the cubs to that's do the right. hunt that's right but there is unity there like the lion, I actually was on a safari one time in in Africa. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. Oh my Good gosh. story for this. When was wow. this? Uh, two thousand and. I want to go on That's a safari. So cool. <laughs> on Gorogoro Crater in uh, wow. in Kenya, and uh, or in Tanzania, and uh, the lion. Like we were fifteen feet, like where the door is. We were fifteen feet away from the the big lion. Oh man! Right, and he's sitting there, and he's just chilling. And then you see the cubs are all on the hunt and they're going after this like impala and they get it. We get to see it like with, and, and they get it. And the, the moms are like flanking. Right. They're on the left and the right tra- <laughs> pushing those that herd of impalas into the trap. Wow. And then all of a sudden when. No, the, they do. They work together as yeah. a team. Yeah. And then they go behind the yeah. they go behind it. And all of a sudden they get like a signal. And then the lion goes roar. The impala goes whoop whoop. And yeah. then bolts <laughs> oh my into the trap, wow. and then all of a sudden pounce. He's done. But the pouncing uh, is to our objective. The pouncing is never to our team. Right. So, all right. <laughs> so, why well, I love what you guys are saying? It's le- it's lamb first. Lamb is uh, lamb is gentle. Mm-hmm. Lamb is sacrificial. There's yeah. a laying down, yeah. right? A laying down of lamb is suffering. And, yeah. and we could probably do a whole podcast on leadership equals suffering. Hmm. Actually, yeah. unity equals True. suffering. You know? True. Marriage, you, I don't know, if you're, I mean, really, there's suffering baked into stuff that I think a lot of people say, when am, when am I going to be free of this? This is what you signed up for. Right. right. You became so a leader. You got married. You signed up for sacrifice and suffering. So yeah. meet that moment, you know, be lay your life down and that's what Jesus said let a husband or Paul said let let a husband lay his life down for his wife as Jesus has laid down his life for the church yeah. right so that's where that's sequence is is very important here but if we never develop lion let's say concerning not concerning our people that we're leading but if you've got a sin trying to creep into your life and you don't go lion on it yeah. Right. You go lamb on it. Right. You're in the wrong. You're in the wrong lane. Yeah. Jesus said, if your eye offends you, cut it out. That's mm-hmm. some lion language. That's that's a scary. Yeah. What he's saying is be fierce, you know, right. be fierce toward things when you love, <clears throat> love fiercely. Yeah. yeah. Love, love with a ferocity that is protective and. uh you know, I'm not. If somebody comes into my church that's sporting a dangerous mode, right? Right. I'm going lion. Not not that I'm going to tear that person up, right. but they don't get a predator 
doesn't get to come into my Absolutely. domain, right? And just go unchecked. That's maybe more the lion part. And I think yeah. we can I think we can expand on that. I'd like to hear more about the <laughs> the Tanzania safari yeah, and what we learned about uh lions. I think that's um I think that's really good. So let's start with this. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And when he loves us, he loves with a ferocity. Let's love with ferocity. Let us let us realize that as leaders, we are more than just lambs, that God has given us a big responsibility, and that part of that responsibility is protection. Right. Leadership is protection and mm-hmm. making sure that, yeah. you know, our kids, our young adults are that are safe, right? We, we that's a, a lion-like quality. And if I could just maybe unpack that idea that not everything needs to be soft, gentle, and sweet. Right. I think we're on our way to being better leaders. Yeah. yeah. If if we understand, hey, that's a sin, that's a predator, that's an issue, we're going to deal with that. I'll tell you guys a funny, you know, I got this uh I got this uh 12-week-old puppy. He's a Connie Corso and uh if you guys have been around strong-willed dogs, maybe any kind of breed is strong, but this is he's he's got a mind of his own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of what I have to establish with this puppy is that I'm the alpha. You know? right. Like I don't, I just want to play with him. I want to cuddle with him. I want to, you know, do all that. But if I get out of his way when he walks down the hall, and if I think everything he does is amazing, and yeah. I make sure he gets fed first, and right. you know, my whole life is lamb with this yeah. dog. What'll happen is, is that I will train him that he's the lion, right? right. And I'm the lamb. And it's so weird, you know, it's it's like that in life. That's yeah. just an illustration. And it's interesting because that would be a real, that's probably not a problem while he's a puppy, but when he gets to 150 pounds. 150 pounds, yeah. That's when, <laughs> right. that's when. When he's the head of my home, yeah, that's not, a problem. Yeah, that's right. when you not showing that you're the leader becomes a big problem. All right, we'll be right back to that uh, episode of the Gateway Leadership Podcast in just a moment. But we have, for Pastor David, some questions from listeners Okay, that were submitted via Instagram. Now I'm nervous. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear these questions beforehand. Uh, these are just things people are curious about, so I'm just going to ask you two questions. Uh, question number one is what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Wow. Or maybe one of the one of the good ones. Well, the one that comes to mind is to love people warts and all. I think uh I think the ability to notice that someone has an imperfection hmm. but not to allow that to affect your relationship or your interaction with them has probably been the greatest piece of advice that I've ever got. My dad actually shared that with me Uh, because it's easy in life to focus on shortcomings of other people or to notice problems. And, and you know what, there's going to be problems with 
everybody. Yeah. Love looks at a person and says, I can see that there's an area there that is not perfect, but I still care and I still love and I'm going to work with that person. So right. that's got to be one of the best pieces of advice I ever got. Love people, warts and all. That's really good. Okay. One more question from our Instagram audience. Um, what is one of your biggest insecurities? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I wish I was 15 or 20 pounds lighter. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I sometimes wonder if, uh, what if I led and nobody followed? That would be, <laughs> okay. that would be a scary, you know, that would be a scary thing. I'm not by nature a terribly insecure person, but I do have, I do have, uh, I do have insecurities. And I would say, I would say a lot of it has to be uh, being that person that makes the final decision, will I get it right? Will I get this right? Like, for example, suing the state of California uh, as we are, <laughs> you know, just or or starting a building project or launching a brand new ministry. You know, the buck's going to stop on my desk and I have to own that. And especially there might be times where people will ask valid questions around me. Should we really be doing this? Is this really the right time? Mm. And, you know, you learn to go with what's deep in your heart. You listen to the people around you. But at the end of the day, you have to make the call. But having made the call, the the question is always going to be there. The, the elephant in the room is always going to be, did you make the right call? So that's why when people say, can I pray for you? Uh, how can I pray for you? I'll always say, please pray that I will have faith. But pray that I will have just as much wisdom yeah. as I have faith, because when you're carrying a lot of responsibility, you want to get it right. Yeah, that's interesting. Just the just the hundred little insecure thoughts of, am I doing the right thing? That's good. Do you think people are looking for leaders today? Absolutely. They kind of love them and hate them. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we it's like a national pastime to criticize leaders. If you're a leader, you're going to be criticized. Don't get into leadership if you can't. If you have thin skin, you can't take criticism. But do you think people are looking for I don't want to say the alpha. That's not what I'm saying. That's the wrong word. But a strong, secure leader that if they because what I learned in this dog thing is that the dog is more peaceful and at rest when he knows I'm in charge. Right. He's not striving. He's not bucking. He doesn't have to solve the problems. He doesn't have to worry about, is everything going to be okay? Because he knows that I'm taking care of it and everything will be okay. Do you guys think people want leaders in their lives? Is it love, hate? What What are your thoughts? Absolutely. I think one, with what you just said, I think naturally, and I can be wrong, but I think naturally people want decisions made. Mm. But they don't always want to make the decisions. Right. So that love hate thing, like, yeah. hey, I need a leader for it. Please make the decisions, but don't employ me. Right. Don't don't, <laughs> don't ask me to sacrifice. <laughs> don't ask me to sacrifice. Don't delegate. And I think we see that often. And sometimes that's where the line comes out right. <laughs> you know, with, the, with the roar. But it's yeah. like, nope. But just just, you know, I'll toss it to Jordan with that. But this that one thing. I think we want decisions made, but we we don't always want to be the ones uh, to make those decisions. And you always need leaders for that. So, yeah, I know for me, I, I love having 
strong leadership and over me. I really, I really cherish it because, and I'm sure it wasn't always that way. Um, but I, I think that I just have had the privilege of like here at gateway, we have some great leaders. So when I think of leadership, it doesn't cause me to tense up or, or flinch, you know, but it can push people's buttons. Yeah. If you've had, let's say you've had a bad experience with a, a leader, right? Uh, that's why you have to be so careful, right? Because people come, they sometimes come damaged. Maybe we didn't damage them. Maybe we did damage them. But either way, uh, they have father issues. They have boss issues. They have husband issues. They have leadership issues, whatever it is. And it, it takes an art to to lead. And it, leadership is not dominating. Leadership is not. Leadership is just taking people to a better place. And for if we understand it in that way, and if the people understand it in that way, I think they do want leadership. I think they, I think people instinctively want to go to a better place. They want to get there safely. Yeah. They don't want to be humiliated or dishonored in the process. Um, and I think, I think with all of that background on this topic, lead like a lion makes a little more sense. Yeah. And if we could just say Jesus is a lion when he needs to be, man, when he cleansed that temple, it needed cleansing. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and when he corrected his disciples, they needed correcting. It, there was a lot on the line. He was ready to hand the keys of the church and the kingdom of God over right. to these guys. They needed to be adjustable. And he did it sometimes I think stronger than I would dare ever to, to lead, you know? Um, but there's something to the strength of a leader that doesn't shrink back, uh, from the task and knows how to serve and knows how to love, knows how to protect, but also doesn't shrink back from the, the task of protecting people and making sure that everybody is safe and that everybody eats. Right. Yeah. That's lead like a lion. Now on our next uh, podcast, if you guys will join me, I want to take this the next step. So when we get together next month, we're going to talk about how lions lead. Hmm. And I look forward to uh, connecting to everybody, Pastor DeAndre, Pastor Jordan, and our listeners. We want to connect again on the Gateway Leadership Podcast. Let's keep the conversation rolling about all things leadership whether you're leading your family or ministry or Christian organization or life group, Gateway Leadership Podcast aims to inspire you to lead in every area of your life. Yeah. And if you have a leadership question or a comment, uh, we would love for you to email us at info at gccsj.com. And we want to connect with you. Your ideas may even shape some of the conversations that we have on future episodes. We really do want to hear what you guys Feedback think. Feedback is good, yeah. 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 And we'd also love for you to share and subscribe to the Gateway Leadership Podcast. Uh, we're passionate about equipping and encouraging leaders. So if you enjoyed this, help us out by sharing on your Facebook or Instagram page. Yeah, we would love that. Thank you, guys. And until next time, keep leading, keep moving forward because you are inspiring, transforming lives. See you soon.
Thank you for listening to the Gateway Leadership Podcast with David King Stracy, inspiring you to lead in every area of life. We'll be releasing a new episode every month, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next month.